0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station.
1: 306 want to say hi to Wayne and Ed? Some, uh just dropped by to say just hello? just dropped by to say hi. So uh, part of Chedville. Great to meet them. And we'll tweet out those pictures as well. Again, we're broadcasting live this afternoon from the 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous Warehouse at 1212268th Street Northwest. It is drop-in day if you want to come down, volunteer a little bit of time to help things out. And uh, earlier we talked with Tristan, who when he was 12 years old, received... Uh, presence from 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. Uh, right now, we'd like to welcome Bill Robertson, who is a, well, last year was a volunteer, now an employee. What happened? How'd that happen?
2: Uh, well, last year, uh, my wife thought it'd be a great idea to come out and help on the weekend. And... Uh so she thought it was a good idea, so I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I feel your pain. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: so we came out. I, I helped. They, they were short drivers, so we loaded up our car and uh, off we went. And that's what hooked me, uh, was, was delivering toys, meeting the people, uh, and seeing the faces. And uh, I was hooked. So this year, uh, we... Uh, went online, looked to see what was coming up available, and I just recently retired, and I seen that they were actually looking for some uh, people to join their team for the season, so I put in the application, and uh, here I am. So you're so, now
1: working, working Yeah, and oh, what's yeah. your
2: job here? Um, I do, most days I do logistics, so I'm moving the pallets around with toys, uh, making sure that the back is full of toys, moving the toys from the uh, where the loading dock into the back for sorting, and uh, just keep moving and, and keep helping out wherever they need it. Uh, they needed a little extra help today uh, with the uh, volunteers. so I came in today and uh, helped with the volunteers today getting them set up.
1: Bill must have been really quite a powerful day for you last year delivering to want to come back and 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 work
2: it was um It was really the highlight of my Christmas season last year. I mean, I had a family all around me, and that's always great. And I love having uh, friends and family around. But coming out and meeting new people, uh, a a lot of people I've seen were were new to the area. And you could just see it in their face when you you go through the door and you're bringing stuff. Uh, It just fills you up and you just makes you want to come back for more.
1: No, I'll be honest. I've never been here on delivery day. I've not I have oh, not really? uh, done delivery. It tends to be right around my birthday weekend. <laughs> so the timing doesn't tend to work out very well. But Everything that I have heard is about this amazing camaraderie on that day. The you lineup hear it time and everyone's the and time hot, again. hot chocolate and yep. there's no pushing, there's no shoving. Everyone is just there and having a good time, even if they're standing in line for an hour.
2: I I seen that last year. I seen these people standing outside at uh, the beginning of the day and the line went forever mm-hmm. and I thought well I wonder how upset this is going to be for them to be stuck out <laughs> and they were all happy and joyful and they were singing and people were taking hot chocolate out to them and they were thrilled to be here even standing outside at the beginning of the day. You know you're an interesting example of what I've been saying. All
0: along for years. It's somewhat intimidating, I think, to... You want to donate your time to Santa's Anonymous, but you think, well, I don't know what skill I'm bringing to them. I don't know how it operates. I'm not even sure who to talk to when I get there. But sitting across from you now, you look like somebody who's worked here 20 years, Uh but you started last year. (laughs) How quick was it for you to pick up how this place works?
2: Um, Last year was... uh I was just here for the delivery day so it's completely different than what I'm doing here. So when I joined the team this year, it was just really a couple hours, you know, a couple questions and you kind of get the gist of how everything flows through here and you just start picking it up. You know, it doesn't it doesn't take very long to learn their system and everybody here is, you know, they're they're happy to help. They they're go out of their way to help you make it easier, make you feel welcome. You, uh, it's you said you thrill. just retired. What did you retire from? I was I worked for the railway. Doing what? Uh, I was uh, a rail car mechanic for 30 years, Mm -hmm. and then I went into uh, the office and did logistics with uh, (laughs) there. I knew
0: it. it. (laughs) That's where I was going. So you brought that skill set
2: to this. Yeah, there was some, yeah, for sure.
1: Bill Robertson uh, joining us this afternoon at three ten. He was a volunteer last year delivering toys. Six thirty, Chad Santa's Anonymous. This year, went online, said, "Hey, I wonder what I can do," and now he's a part of the team. He's working here for this for the season. When when you when you look around here, Bill, and you and you see how this all works, you know, I, I think for a lot of people, they come in here for the first time, and there's boxes all over the place, and there's bags, and there's toys, and I think to most people it would be like a bit of organized chaos. Um, exactly. you, but you're looking at it, is that a proper way to do Because I'm guessing that you've got this down right to a T. You know exactly where everything is and where everything's going.
2: Well, I've used that exact word, <laughs> uh, organized chaos. I, I used it earlier today. Uh, I said it looks like organized chaos, but it, there's... Uh, it's an ever-changing environment uh, because as our needs change, we start moving things around to accommodate that. And so there is a system in place and it works very slick. Huh. Uh, and it, you, know, you walk in, it looks like chaos, but it's actually very organized. Yeah. Is there a moment uh, that you can think of where you felt overwhelmed by what was going on here? And I don't mean
0: emotionally, I mean logistically overwhelmed
2: uh not logistically no I, I have not felt overwhelmed till about three minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. oh but, by the way you
1: have to on <laughs> talk to those two what are they going to ask i don't know yeah we don't, don't know, know either <laughs> <laughs> bill what do you what do you say to folks who are thinking about uh you know maybe adding santa's anonymous delivery day wrapping whatever it is um to their to their christmas tradition this year
2: uh, I would encourage them strongly to do it. Um, it is very uh, fulfilling. And like I say, last year was the highlight of my whole Christmas season. And it made me want to come back. Yeah. And I, I, I love it here. It's, it's fun. The people are wonderful. And uh, you get a sense of being part of a team and a sense of accomplishing something. So I, I quite like it.
1: It's really firsthand. Evans and we and we talk about this quite often. And when when people ask, when organizations ask for help, Edmontonians always step up. uh, Step up. But this is you can witness this completely in action over the next couple of weeks. You know,
0: and you've seen this. uh, uh, You know, through having delivered, Um, I saw it last year for the first time. The most amazing thing to me was I showed up in the morning. You talk about that long line of people waiting to deliver. looked at all these areas that are fenced off with all the different neighborhoods identified and all the big black bags that Tristan talked about, right? Um, But when you come back from delivering, they're all gone. (laughs) To me, it's like a magic trick of some kind. How many people did it take for all of those bags to disappear? Now, I did it on day two. And I'll do it again on day two this year. So I, I, I know there was bags left over from day one, but it must be very satisfying to you know for everybody here just to sit back and see the last bag go out the door. Are you looking forward to that?
2: I am. Uh, I didn't see that last year. Uh, I've been thinking about it as I watched the ba- <laughs> black bags accumulate, mm-hmm. and uh, I, right now I'm getting the satisfaction of seeing this wall of black bags get yeah, larger yeah. and larger. Uh, so I really want to be here uh for when that last bag goes because i think i'm gonna stand and applaud that bag <laughs> as it walks i'd be door. probably
1: bawling my eyes yeah. out that's that's one of the things that I, I keep thinking about like as i said when i walked in here this morning i or this afternoon i started bawling looking at all those teddy bears i think that day if i was delivering i'd be i'd be bawling for the most part it's like it, just a good good tears not yeah. sad tears but good tears it's emotional
0: it is. And like, you know, like I said earlier, I'm sure you'd agree, Bill, that the logistical part of this is what I find the most fascinating. Yes, it's heartwarming to help strangers. Mm-hmm. And yes, this is a great organization that does a lot. But the fact that they move as many toys as they do to as many households as they do is a logistic and this should be a case study for somebody <laughs> in logistics over a short period of time too this is not a year-round o- well it is a year-round yeah, operation but, but these toys are coming time. in right at crunch time and they go back out again on time over a two-day period that is a That's fabulous amazing. example of logistics
2: it is uh i'm uh the experience here uh we have people that have been volunteers for uh, well, I don't even know what the longest one is, but, uh, I know that we've had people here that have been doing this for well over 20 years. And so they bring a lot of experience. And so you just kind of jump on their coattails and, uh, do what they do and, and it should all work out. As a retired guy, do you find this to be
0: a a great part of your retirement? I know we've talked to people who've retired before and then they, they miss doing something Uh, from that perspective. Is this an important thing for you?
2: It is. Uh, retirement lasted about two months before I <laughs> enough, just enough. I couldn't handle <laughs> it. You know. so, so this came along at the perfect time. Uh, it's, uh, it's a great way to fill your days up a little bit. Uh, when, you're, when you're not used to having all your time to yourself, this is a great way to come in and, and spend some time. And uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to coming back again. Awesome. Have you gotten
0: on the phone to your buddies at uh, CN and told them they need to get down here?
2: Uh, You know, I haven't made too many calls for the people at and I've, I've got a lot of retired friends that I've been uh, uh, tapping on the shoulder. <laughs> so. Come on down. Yeah, why come not? on
1: down. Yeah. Uh, Bill Robertson, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, and thanks for being a part of 630 Ched Santa's
2: Anonymous. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me.
1: 316 on the 630 Ched Afternoon News. Thanks for joining us as we broadcast live, and we'll continue to do so from the 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous warehouse. 3.20 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Uh, it's just wonderful to be down here enjoying every minute of uh, of this today. More and more people coming in, popping in, saying hi, some listeners, even Wayne and, yeah. and Ed. It was funny. I just have to say, so Wayne was leaving mm-hmm. and uh, Ed was coming in. And Ed looked at me and he said where are those two? <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, well, Ed, who you looking for? He says, Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. And I said, well, I'm Jalen. He says, come on smack me on the arm. I'm like, <laughs> no, come you're on, not. No, come on over here. <laughs> come on over. It was awesome. Um, I know that this is probably going to hit home with most of you. And I know in our family, we've just gone through this. And if you've taken your kid or you've had to go to an emergency room in uh, Edmonton in Alberta, anywhere, well, pretty much anywhere, probably in the country, but we're going to focus on Alberta here. Mm-hmm. You know, the wait times can well, be, can be something stops else. what so many
0: people from even going, right? Well,
1: and, and, you know, maybe that's maybe that's a good thing because I wonder sometimes if those folks should be going to a medi clinic or, or something yeah. like that. And, and you know, it, I think it's Alberta Health Services has that um, wait time an map. app. You can yeah. go on there it's and fairly, see. It's fairly accurate. It's fairly accurate. Yeah. So it can range from like two to ten hours depending what it was. Um, but there was a study that's been put out by the Canadian Institute for Health information on a wait times in this country's major sti- uh, cities and how they stack up against each other.
0: Now they looked at two different yep. things. Uh, the time in hours a patient waits to actually see a doctor upon arrival and the number of mm. hours a patient waits if they need to be admitted.
1: Completely different things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, out of the emergency rooms in Alberta's three major cities, so they said Lethbridge comes out on, on top. And they said, so Lethbridge... Um, has the shortest wait time of the province's three major hospitals and one of the lowest in the country. Um, again, the national average wait time for seeing a doctor after showing up in an emergency room is 3.1 hours. In Lethbridge, that wait time is only 2.3 hours.
0: Still a lot of hours, right? But well, much yeah. better than the national average. Calgary's four hospital emergency room wait times also come in under the national average with the three-hour wait to see a doctor. Here in Edmonton. The wait time, on average, 3.6 hours. And keep it in mind, again, that the uh, national average is 3.1. So Check
1: out the wait time in Winnipeg.
0: Unbelievable. Winnipeg scored the worst on this. The longest wait time to be seen by any doctor across the country reported in Winnipeg at 5.1 hours. And keep in mind, that's an average. Yes right? So on a non-busy day, maybe they got in sooner, but that means on a busy day, more than five hours waiting to see a doctor.
1: So that's getting into the ER now. So if you have to be admitted, so the admission time is completely different thing than, you know, sitting in the ER and and waiting for someone. And again, having just gone through this. We're
0: talking about patients who are on gurneys in hallways. In hallways, waiting
1: to get a room. So um, the national average is 32.6 hours. So what? Two and a, uh, a day and a half isn't to that get crazy
0: uh, all by itself that's crazy so you've gone to the ER they've told you you're to be admitted okay. and the average wait time is three thirty-two point six hours
1: in Edmonton emergency rooms in Edmonton have the longest wait of the province's cities with patients waiting an average of 38.1 hours to be admitted so coming up on two days to be uh, admitted into a room it's one of the lo- three longest wait times in the country but let me tell you something my mom-in-law. Mm. Just recently, we brought her in on a Friday morning. She didn't get a room until Monday.
0: So, in your particular case, in that case, it was almost it was three and a half days. And where did, was she that entire time? Does she go home and come back? No,
1: she was in the. In the ER. Okay,
0: so they give her a bed with a curtain. That's right. And that's the temporary... What was
1: was staggering uh, about that was the number of people in ER who really needed a a longer bed. Could be uh, one week or two weeks or even more. Dementia patients, um, people with major infections, all of that. It it was really, really something else to see. Like They weren't necessarily busy treating... Emergency cases, they were treating people who needed a room for probably
0: at least a week. So that's an interesting observation, right? We've talked about this before, and what could be done. My suggestion back years ago. <laughs> I was ago, saying,
1: cut the fat, cut
0: the fat. Right. My suggestion was, I don't really understand why there isn't a Medi Center. Um, at a hospital so that minor aches and pains can be sent to that mm-hmm. because the problem when you say medi center is well they're not open all night yeah so at one o'clock in the morning you can't go to a medi center you have to go to ER so if there was and I, I people have told me there's reasons why you, that won't work from a common sense perspective mm-hmm. from my I think it would but again I'm no expert on it but what you're talking about then is that staff and beds are being used uh, while there's a wait to get into a permanent uh, in situation. The ER. Right. Yeah, in the well, that has to be backing everything up because now you're taking the time of those uh, charged with the responsibility of ER. You're backing up the wait room, right? Because if those beds were not used for individuals who were waiting for a room, those beds could be yeah. used for all those people who are in the ER. So is the answer simply, and I'm open to suggestion, is the answer simply to have. Uh, more beds is it more staff because i have noticed um in any time that i've spent over the years at even big hospitals and uh you know efficient uh, modern hospitals like the u of a uh, i see lots of stations that aren't manned. and i see wings or portions of wings that aren't used and so i have to assume it's not a facility thing that it's a staff thing and you know i know the last surgery i had and this is a few years ago uh, my wife waited for me at a nurse's station and she had asked if it was okay to wait there and they said, yeah, we, we don't use that station. But that station was built for a reason, mm-hmm. right? But now it's not being used at all. Oh, but I,
1: it's staffing. It's it's yeah. about you know uh, you know paying the the nurses, the doctors, and the mm-hmm. the order everything. And all how doing much are that. you
0: willing to pay as a taxpayer yeah. to make sure that there's enough? Staff. I just
1: I I couldn't believe the number of beds being used for people who really needed to be in the hospital. Um, and I, I wouldn't say it's an emergency, emergency problem when they got in there. Maybe mm-hmm. they've been diagnosed with pneumonia or whatever it is. And but it they shouldn't be in an ER area no. for four or five days. And the other thing is is that. I kept thinking to myself is that how are you supposed to get better when you're not sleeping well there's the you know the noise all the time people around you sick and coughing you just don't have that now think at the end of it all really thank god it's there mm-hmm. and i appreciate everything but it was it was an eye-opener it was a real eye-opener well
0: and you know i have to ask too and again no expert on this subject but i've often thought about this now the last visit to an er was with one of my children And at the end of the day, what we needed was a doctor to see us in order to prescribe something so that we could leave, go get the prescription and go home. But there was a wait time of three to four hours, I would say, before we got to see the doctor. And I'm not blaming anybody here. I'm just telling you what happened. So when the doctor arrives, she wrote the prescription check you know check the chart talk to m- me talked to my daughter wrote the prescription and we left so the actual interaction with the doctor was yeah. 5 minutes mm-hmm. but it took us hours to have that 5 minute interaction yeah
1: and, and in that case probably they would have said go to the medi center or go to your gp right but it was after hours right? right
0: so we weren't able to do either of those things
1: yeah it's uh it's a tricky tricky situation let me tell you lots of uh, people probably going through the same thing right now certainly have experienced it 320
0: Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the afternoon news on 630 Chet, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station.
1: A shout out to great uh, Ched listener Richard, a member of Chedville, who... Uh, stopped by to say hi and make a donation and dropped us off some donuts from take five bakery I guess over there. He is he's still here over 118th and uh, he says it was one It's what you said. It's one of the the places still do just homemade uh, donuts. The homemade donuts oh my gosh, they're so good take five thank you so much so richard's just popped in and wawa the postman just popped in yeah we're getting to meet everybody this afternoon it's been fantastic
0: <laughs> and listen i don't hide uh, i don't hide from my own opinion so when we were talking to the postman i was like hey you should have phoned in yeah. when we were talking about the post office the other day and he's like
1: yeah no yeah. my buddy did though <laughs> my buddy right. did and then the next question was i had to turn to andrew and say is it wrong to eat two donuts in a row
0: well i don't know which is worse <laughs> um I haven't eaten. I haven't had a donut in probably. No, oh, I was going to say a I couple gonna, of years. Yeah, but I, I bought donuts like, bought the, the donut other day. And that's You right. the whole box. You that's said that's the problem. It's like <sighs> you have one, and that I know. I ate. Yeah, I did eat the whole Slather box. Slather it on your thighs and call you happy. Exactly. I'm. I'm having a donut and washing it down with Pepsi, and I know that can't possibly be good.
1: Well, you'll have some energy.
0: That's true. A little
1: sugar rush here. Whoa, as we as I to rush it, to my bed to nap. As we get to 5.30 this afternoon.
0: I prefer to have that kind of snack when we're doing a live uh, remote from like the Mazinkowski. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just in case because you know you're surrounded by people who know how to deal with what just happened to you. Yeah,
1: you're never at the Mazinkowski though. You always take that it's, time it's off. It's funny how it's that funny works how you out. you plan that, yeah.
0: I don't because yeah. I never know when that's going to be. I never know when this is going to be and I never know when uh, our Radiothon is going to be but I am often unavailable for the other two, which is just weird. I've given
1: you all those dates.
0: Uh, You know what? If it's in an email, I haven't read it. (laughs) I've given you all those dates. Hey, uh, can I uh, sort of uh, somewhat, uh, I'll even call it wine or complain for just a moment? I would expect nothing less. All right, great. So there's the story you just heard on our 630 Chet afternoon news, and I know it's been on all afternoon, about the Alberta government taking steps to stop ticket scalping and reselling bots, right? And nobody likes this. Listen, nobody, I mean, nobody likes the bots. How do bots work?
1: So is it someone who set up a computer program?
0: Yeah, it's like a program that just like starts hitting the buy tickets over okay. and over and over all again. Right. So even but when some they,
1: dude or some gal, in there developed that said, yeah' developed it, it and del- sold okay. the
0: software to a bunch of other people okay. and they all use it. So, you know, you you know these concerts where they oh, we're going to limit it to two per person so that every fan mm-hmm. gets a ticket. Well, the bot can hit yeah. that buy tickets yeah. uh, you know a thousand times before you figured out how the website works. Yeah,
1: right? how many how many concerts have you tried to get tickets? I don't know the Eagles. They just oh, announced the Eagles yeah, uh, right. today, May fifteenth, coming up. I think the tickets go on sale next week. Um, but you, you've tried to get tickets and you just they're gone, and you can sit yeah, there forever. It's they're just so gone, like in, in thirty
0: seconds, and they're I'm, gone. I'm trying to remember what um, Garth Brooks. Yeah, was it? No, not Garth Brooks. It was, but there was another one where Kelsey wanted tickets. I wanted. To help kelsey get tickets somebody else in the office was going to help as well so when the time rolled around yep. the three of us were on yep. three different computers and none of us were yep. able to get a ticket they were sold out yeah. but i wanted a couple of things first of all when this article was published and on various different news platforms i read it and then i was curious at some of the comments so you should know about this that it's not by the way, first of all, just about ticket scalping. So this bill actually incorporates a lot of consumer protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of it is the um, is the ticket scalping. Yep. Uh, part of it is everything from veterinary bills yep. to car Cars, dealerships, yep. right? So it's a whole lot of consumer protection. But what kind of jumped out at me, and again, I'm not going to make any friends with what I'm about to say, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyways. A lot of the comments were, is this all the Alberta government uh, has yeah. to do, and is there not bigger priorities then? And so the flawed reasoning there is that, first of all, any level of government should only take care of the biggest problem. Before they look at any other problem. And consider if the city of Edmonton were to do that and say, okay, homelessness is our biggest problem. We're going to say potholes is the next one and LRT is the third one or vice versa, whichever you like it. So you're saying that before, until the city solves homelessness, we shouldn't fill a pothole. Or we shouldn't put a, a, yeah. a railing down. You can't down. do that. Yeah. People would you be curious, right? No. So, and the other thing is the assumption that government can only focus on one thing. No matter what level of government, no matter which stripe of government. There's
1: departments. Yeah,
0: there's departments and, and ministries, and, and they all, uh, you know, they all develop their own um, priorities, and they all act uh, alongside of one another with, you know, the premier in this case overseeing it all. So, I'm not upset that they're going after something like this. In fact, I applaud uh-huh. it, which you don't often hear me say of uh, government, but I applaud them because, yes, I would like homelessness solved. And uh, yes, I would like to see our debt reduced in the province. And yes, there, there's, a, I would like to see health care improve, as we just spoke about. But on a day-to-day basis, this is one that really ticks me off.
1: Well, it ticks a lot of people off. Yeah, so off. I would yeah. like to see that yep. solved. And, you know, in, in, in governments have been talking about this right across the country provincial government's been talking Mm -hmm. about this right across the country and we've done um i think alan cross on uh the 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 musicologist talking about uh this as well and the challenge um that it it is and and what can be done to stop it all and i mean this isn't going to change everything tomorrow
0: no but you know what it's
1: it's a step
0: it is and it's actually in in relation to just the the ticket yes it's actually really going to help those companies that you think are the problem. So take a StubHub or something mm-hmm. like that. StubHub would actually like to solve this problem as well. So this actually helps StubHub do that because the fine for StubHub if they if they allow. Um, uh, these uh, these uh, sellers to resell at to uh, inflated prices, or if they allow these bots to buy all the tickets, the fine to StubHub is a uh, three hundred thousand yeah. dollars. So that actually allows them to say with reason that we can't have you participate in StubHub, you because you've used mm-hmm. a bot before, mm-hmm. or we're going to refund everybody. Um, the you know, the, t- the price of the tickets that you sold because you used yep. a bot. So it actually gives them some ability to protect the consumer. I, I don't think, you know, StubHub obviously and others like them, they do make money on the resale of tickets. But I don't think anybody has ever looked at the face value of a ticket that they bought at any of the sites and been happy with the markup. And, and I, who told me the other day, yesterday, that, oh, yeah, it was Morley. He was talking about going to a Las Vegas or a Vegas hockey Knights game, yeah. hockey game and that he paid somewhere around $200, $250, yep. which is about what you'd pay up here. But when he got the tickets, the face value was 40 Yeah. That's yep. ridiculous markup ridiculous yeah
1: we've we've bought tickets uh for saints games but i think it was through nfl ticket exchange not through through stub hub but yeah again and and the guy that we bought them from we ended up sitting beside mm-hmm. at the game and when seats at the Superdome were going real cheap uh, he bought a whole bunch of them so he has seats really? all the way around and uh w- we ended up paying a couple hundred dollars each but yeah again the 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 ticket price, the face value wasn't yeah. anywhere near that. Having said that, it was an experience we wanted to do it and said, okay. And that's what it ends up being. But it's so the ones that you see there like $1,000 or $2,000 or whatever it is. It's just, Oh, remember those
0: stories, right? Yeah. $30,000 or whatever for a Super yeah. Bowl ticket. Uh, the idea here, by the way, is that you have jurisdictions, but, and you mentioned other provinces, states are looking mm. at it as well. Uh, I applaud this government for this particular um, issue because, um, or undertaking, because they do it, then Ontario does it, then Saskatchewan does it, then then Washington State does it, then, you know, if every jurisdiction starts doing it, you will put these guys out of business. And one of the other comments that I saw was somebody saying, well, if we just stop buying them, then they'd be out of business anyways. Okay, so (laughs) tell me how to organize the world. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right. If you if you could if you've got a plan for organizing everybody on the planet who's ever bought a ticket, I'm all ears. But I doubt very much that you speak of logistical nightmare. Uh, we G- should put Lana on it. She could probably do it. She could probably
1: it. do it. Yeah. Geo John says I'm not a fan of the NDP, but this is a consumer protection plan that exactly. I support. Yep. Um I have been hacked deeply. I know enough about computers to feed everyone. Flash bios. I don't even know what this means. Okay, I need to read things before I actually read them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: 347, a quick break here. More from the 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous warehouse right after this.
0: Oh, did somebody do that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we live in the first row. <laughs> Oh, that kills me, too. Mm. It's sort of, uh, if there is such a thing as text hack or text hacky, that's what it is. First world problem. You know what? I just should randomly text that to Ryan show during the course of the morning without even listening to the show. First world problems.
1: Oh, I, I think some people do, actually. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Texting bots, probably. Texting
1: bots. <laughs> uh, it's 3.50... Um Here's an odd one, Mm. just a really completely odd one. Did you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. Well, this one, again, another first world problem, but since most of you, 95% of you have a cell phone.
0: Yes, exactly. I was uh, curious to see this. So um, the Commission for Complaints for Television... Uh, telecom television services if you want at the end of hearing this story uh, get hold of them for any reason just google ccts it's uh commission for complaints for telecom television services ccts if you google it you'll find their website that's what i did to find it and get uh, some more information so they released a report on tuesday um talking about or having asked consumers of telecommunications services. What's your
1: biggest complaint? Yeah, what's
0: your biggest complaint? And who are the carriers that get the most complaints? And it was just interesting to see. So the biggest complaints were charges uh, billed after services were canceled was the number one complaint. Uh, airtime, bandwidth use, credit or refunds not received after promised, a data charges, monthly pricing plans that were not as good as they were uh, thought to be. Roaming charges that you weren't expecting. Oh,
1: roaming charges. We've all been there, right?
0: dreaded roaming charge. And text message uh, charges. So those, but again, charges billed after cancellation was the number one issue. Uh, Problems with inaccurate billing actually shot up by 29% in 2016 from the year before, according to this report. But you should keep in mind, one of, and, and I'm, you know i'm not saying that there hasn't been more complaints but you you know how i like to look at numbers so one of the things is the ccts was practically unknown in 2015 and better known in 2016 so you would assume that more complaints would have been received because more people knew about the service that you could get hold of them and complain and that they would be arbitrators on your behalf but nevertheless problems have continued to increase and the number one carrier for problems or complaints issued to the CCTS was Bell Canada at uh, 35.7 the largest number overall oh. complaints 35.7% of them were from Bell or about Bell. Rogers was next at 11.8, Telus at 6.9, Virgin Mobile 6.7, Fido 5 and Videotron 3.8. Mm-hmm. And you know, I waited for the quote because I wanted to look at it. Because I was waiting for Bell or others to say they take this very seriously but uh, Bell actually issued a statement that was even better than that. Bell said now keep in mind we're talking about carriers in Canada who have received complaints to this um, CCTS. Mark Choma from Bell his, the spokesperson said the report showed that Bell had the lowest increase in complaints compared to its competitors. <laughs> so that, the
1: lowest, That's a spin. That that's is spinning. the best. That's good I'm spin. dizzy from that yep. spin.
0: So to put that in perspective, um, if a million that's the, people... That's the
1: best of the worst. Right. That's, if yeah.
0: a million people complained about the afternoon news, a million people... And uh, half a million people complained about Ryan's show. And then next year, a million and one people mm-hmm. complained about the afternoon news. Uh, but uh, 503, five hundred thousand yeah. three three people complained. They, We would be able to say, well, we have the slowest the yep. growing mm-hmm. number of complaints. You still have all uh, those complaints, though. You still lead the path.
1: You know what? Here's a, This is just a, another really good reminder. And, you know, whenever we'd have Julie Matthews on or something or Kelly Keene, you know, we talk about making sure that you take a close look at the paperwork. Work that's coming in whether it is you know the hard copy or if they're sending you the bill um, uh, through your computer what whatever it is take a close look at those things so things like roaming charges like mm-hmm. um, charges after cancellation about text uh, charges all of those things um, you know because we, we've all dealt with it you know that yep. that whole darn roaming charge I think a lot of uh, well I think a lot of us if we've gone through it now we're very aware of it and we we talk to them before we go That's we right. get a package that sort of stuff but again if you've got kids yeah, you've got uh, you know a 10 year old or a 12 year old and you're you're on a cruise ship somewhere if you're down in 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 the states and they're they're streaming videos or movies or whatever and you have no idea that adds up to that Can we we've heard them thousands of dollars
0: and and that's just it right so there's been some laws that have changed where when you reach certain increments fifty dollars or hundred dollars in roaming that they have to notify you and make sure that you're aware of it and that's to get rid of that shocking bill that people receive but i've seen it in traveling where yeah oh i've seen it to be honest with you i've seen it here in edmonton without moving um,
1: Didn't something happen with Maddie on a cruise ship though once? Yes. Yeah. I was
0: going to say, it's, it's typically Maddie's involved in this, honestly. <laughs> um, but one day I got the notification that our share plan or whatever, mm-hmm. which is the data plan for both maddie and i we share that plan carol and hunter are on a different plan different carrier so maddie and i have this plan and one day i get notified that uh we are at the maximum that we're going to start paying overages it's like what it's not even possible like the, the plan is so broad and so big it's not possible and in that particular case i phoned uh the carrier i talked to them and they swear you've used the data so then i phoned maddie And so what's going on? And she's like, oh, my God. She just turned off Wi-Fi a few days ago or whatever. And she did it because the phone kept trying to connect to a sketchy Wi-Fi where she was. So she turned Wi-Fi off. So now she's on data. She totally forgot that, came home, watched movies for three days, and used up our month's data plan, right? But at no point did anyone tell us because we had set the warning at one gig off the maximum, warn me, and that's what they did, right? So what they're suggesting uh, is Mm -hmm. that you check, first of all, when you buy a data plan, what Exactly. In in layman's uh-huh. terms, uh-huh. what does that plan entail? Uh, to check the plan from time to time, but check your own usage from time to time. Mm-hmm. Check your bill every month to make sure there isn't any kind of extra charge on there, and know that you need con- that they, telecom communications needs consent to charge anything more than you've agreed to. They need your consent, so that has to either be a warning that goes onto your phone that you click. I got the warning Mm. or they can't charge you and then of course where to go if it all happens and that's the ccts so google that if you have a problem with your cell phone
1: listen to this last summer my son left his data on wi-fi on holidays i received an eye-opening 3400 dollars bill for one month without a word they wouldn't help me out got a text today from bell that my son's phone's data shut down uh has been shut down uh, due to a law and
0: you know what are we in any way associated with bell Good. Then let me tell you this. Uh, I went to Toronto one time, couldn't get Wi-Fi at the condo they put me in, so I went to a future shop and they sold me a little Bell portable thing, but I had to sign up for one month. So I signed up and I canceled. I got billed for almost a year and a half. Bell took forever to cancel that.
1: The conversation continues after the 4 o'clock news. Eileen Bell has news headlines. We'll take a look at sports as well and some market numbers. We're broadcasting live this afternoon from the 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous Warehouse.
0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.